So I have taken all the 30 years of suffering and pain and all the stages and addressed all of that through the program. And so what has helped me is what is poured into this program. So yes. it's it's pretty particular and it's customized based on the person as well. Oh, because exactly. we're, you know, we can have similar experiences but still be different. Hello and welcome to Overcoming Anxiety with Dawn Morgan. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be. I've got a really bad cold today, so I'm going to sound really all stuffy. I've got a guest here with me today, and uh, Alberta is a dynamic divorce coach who helps trauma survivors navigate post-divorce life. She's the CEO of Exhilarated Life LLC, and they specialize in programs to empower trauma survivors post-divorce so that they can bounce back powerfully, confidently, whole and more purposefully. Hello, Alberta, and welcome to the show. Hello, Dan. Good morning and thank you. Yeah, it's great to have you here. So as you know, my show is all about overcoming anxiety and we know that everybody has experienced anxiety at some level and others at quite you know quite a high level and uh, and i have guests on my show uh, who who share their stories uh, hopefully to the benefit of others so um over to you so that we can hear your story hi everyone so my name is alberta jordan and i am a trauma survivor i am also a joyful mother of two and i am now using all the 30 years of trauma that I have lived through to empower and to pour into others, to help them to navigate their life and not just navigate life. It's, it's to realize their number one, their power. Number two, to become more confident and to stand firm in that power. Number three, to discover a more purposeful life, uh, to be more whole, and then to go on and have a better life to be more attractive. So the program that Exhilarate Life offers, it's called Resolve, excuse me, it's called Release, Resolve, Rejuvenate. And it's an eight week program that empowers uh, survivors to take their life back in eight weeks or less and become more attractive uh, along the way. So uh, this has been fun for me. It's been a long road for me. I I mentioned that I'm a trauma survivor. So at the age of five, I was sexually abused. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, um, that's not a, you know, it's, it's, that's very common actually with the statistics that they find that, you know, one in three women are sexually abused in their life. In that's addition a, to that. That's quite a scary statistic, really. It's very it? scary. It's, yeah. it's a very hush hush. It's, it's, there's a lot of shame based tied to that you just you know and anxiety and depression and addiction and you know you name it mm. so but what I age did, were you what age were you when you realized that that was going on i realized it was going on at the age of five however i because my sense of trust and safety was broken mm -hmm. um the abuser would abuse me in front of the adults and no one saw Wow. No one saw him touch me. And so I I literally had this feeling that it doesn't matter where I was. I was just not safe. Uh, and he did pour. And this is 
typical of, of abusers, they frighten the victim so that the victim does not tell. Hmm. And, and, and that happened to me. And of course, that's much easier when the victim is a child. You know? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yes. And so, and so I didn't tell. And um, I lived through that trauma for the rest of my life. And that trauma caused other traumas. Mm-hmm. So as far as realizing, I, it wasn't until I was an adult that I saw all the various rippling effects just from that experience from it never being resolved, from me never being protected, from me never being um, released from that. I went on to be in toxic relationships. Yeah. Um, I had very low self-esteem, no boundaries because your boundaries are trampled. Um, I had no sense of identity. My identity was taken away. It doesn't matter what I wanted. It only mattered what the abuser wanted. Yeah. Uh, so there are so many repercussions that fell out from that, that affected my life, you know, well into adulthood. Uh, I mentioned my sense of safety. I found myself connecting to men who were difficult. Yeah men who could not be pleased. I myself was a people pleaser, not just in romantic relationships, because this this doesn't just speak to what happens in romantic relationships. It's your entire life. Uh, You feel powerless. You become a victim. And that's what happened to me. I lived as a victim. Yeah, you can take on... Yes. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say you can take on the belief that actually if you love somebody enough or you do enough for them or you care for them enough, then maybe they'll change. And it's it's where your worthiness is is is, is held, isn't it? In that idea that, you know, if 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 I'm just better, if I, if I'm a nicer person, a better person, if I do more, then maybe they'll, you know, they'll change and they'll love me and they won't treat me this way. Indeed. And that's called people pleasing. And that was yeah. what I was all about. And what's at the base of that is the fear of rejection. Mm. So, you know, I, in all of my relationships, not just romantic relationships, but, but friendships as well, you know, I had no identity. I just did what other people wanted. You know, I just said yes. And I was not happy. I was miserable, but I didn't know. I didn't have the tools that I needed. No, exactly. Um, you know, I, I was divorced twice. Um, I suffered verbal abuse, emotional abuse, financial abuse, you know, you name it. So I, you know, I found that I was always trying to fix what was broken in life, in the relationships, but I never could. No. And that's the life of a victim. A victim just, they don't have, so their language is not one in response responsibility but where they do take responsibility is a place that they shouldn't they take responsibility for other people's actions yes but they don't for their actions so i can say i found myself in a toxic relationship when really it was that i chose that relationship because of the filters that i had and the lack of belief in myself and the no sense of identity. I was not a whole person. Yeah. I was a traumatized person. And that's quite so, a hard thing for somebody to accept, isn't it? You know, for somebody who's in that situation when you've been living in that trauma for a long time, 
Yes. For them to actually have to take responsibility and step back and say, actually, I'm creating this. I'm, you know, a lot of what is happening here is because I'm allowing it. And that is a really hard thing to do, I would say. It is. And, and a, actually, a trauma person cannot do that until they receive some tools. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So I had, I was confronted one day by a friend who said, Alberta, stuff is always happening to you. And I thought about what she said, but it's, you know, quite a bit of time had passed before I met her and got to that point where I could actually hear that. Yeah. Because depending on how steeped you are in victim, in your victim life, yes, you can't hear. No. You know, not all victims want to be saved. No, true. That That it's, is... It's, it's, yeah, it's surprisingly, actually, it's a surprisingly no, low number of victims who want to be saved, you know, because it's, there is a scary time when you are living in a particular identity, when somebody even suggests you being somebody else, the, the change in identity, you can't, you're so tied up in what you, the life you're living, you can't even see a different life. Indeed, and yes. that is so scary to yes. actually say. Well, if I give up this identity, who am I? Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. I didn't know when I was married. I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know what I liked. And then, whenever I got permission to drive the car, I didn't even know where I wanted to go. No, it was ridiculous. Um, it 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 it's just. The word trauma is just, is so heavy. There's so many weights to it. It's mm -hmm. such a small word, but it's so big and weighty. Yes. I'm really, um, I'm so thankful. I'm, I'm very, very thankful. It takes a lot of strength to overcome. Yeah. A lot. And you have to, again, you have to want it. So there was a, a time that I didn't want it. Mm. You know, like like we just talked about, you know, you have to be ready to step out of that and yeah. say enough is enough. So just like with the, you know, a person who is being physically abused and they're living with the abuser and the friend or the loved one is saying, why don't you just leave? Well, they're not ready yet. No, they haven't suffered enough yet. They are not ready. And if you're the one trying to do all the rescuing, you're not you know, you're not going to move them. They have huh. to move them. They have to be ready. They have to hit that, that bottom that says, okay, I'm ready to do something different. Yeah. Enough so. is enough. And regardless of how hard it's going to be, something's got to change. You know, it's that idea that, that, okay, I'm ready to, to, to fight for something different now. I'm ready to put in the work. I'm ready to make the change. Because, as you said, the, making that change and getting um, re releasing all those old feelings and beliefs and ideas and building up your self-esteem and your worthiness again isn't a magic wand. It does take time and it does take effort. No. So I can I can talk about what I what I did. Mm -hmm. um, the, so at first, I when the first relationship was over, I did seek therapy. Mm -hmm. And, and that was, um, that was when I started to actually address the sexual abuse okay. because the, the, the situation I was in was so toxic that there was never any focus on Alberta. 
it was always drama, drama, drama. No, no focus on our burden, no attention for our burden. Um, and so after that relationship was over, I started intensive therapy and uh, was able to deal with the, the, the abuse that happened to me. Um, now, therapy is a great thing, and, and I do recommend it. Mm -hmm. It allows you to acknowledge, and this is what you have to do in order to move on. Yeah. Acknowledge what happened. You have to acknowledge and not pretend like it didn't happen. Yeah. Um, and it allowed me to do that. And then it allowed me to discover what my coping mechanisms were, because we all have them. Yeah. Uh, if you've been traumatized, you have a way that you're coping with that. You could be a shopaholic. Yeah. You could be a sexaholic. Yeah. You could have some form of addiction. You could be addicted to religion. Yeah. There's there's just <laughs> there's so many ways you could take that. It's very individualized. Um, what you choose. Yeah. But one thing I will say that I think trauma survivors have in common is that we typically like to have control. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> well, the thing is, control has been taken away from you for so long that you then want to, to get hold of that control. Because the thing is, we know that nobody's really able to control anything apart from our, our own reactions. You know, the, exactly. the world is going to carry on regardless of how much we want to control it. So, yeah, it's sort of tipping from one extreme to the other, isn't it? So, you know, yes. no control whatsoever. So now I'm going to do something. I'm going to get control. But it doesn't, of course, it doesn't really work like that. So, <laughs> No, it doesn't. It's yeah, you can control a lot of your own things, but you can't control the world, world out there. Exactly. Mm. So I found myself at the high end of the perfectionism scale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very stressful. Yeah, full swing stressful. from one side to the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I laugh because, you know, there's there's good and bad connected with perfectionism for sure. Yes. Um, and we like to, you know, we like to take the good, right? And yeah. focus on that. You know, you're an excellent worker. You know, people can depend on you to get things done because you care about the details and you make things beautiful and but in that way what you've done is you've you've moved from the people pleaser to the achiever and you want validation for achievement now it's it's like you're 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 searching for validation somewhere else yes always yeah always somewhere else yeah yeah and true freedom is actually when you don't need that validation from anyone Yes. And that is an amazing place to get to. Yes. And I bet your program deals a lot with that. Oh, it does. Absolutely. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's, you know, free, freedom is my, my thing. You know, it's, a, it's about being able to live the way you want to and to be able to have freedom of thought and behave in a way that obviously doesn't hurt anyone else. It's not about sort of trampling mm -hmm. over other people, but just living your life true to yourself and doing what you want to do. You know, mm -hmm. that for me is freedom, not having any constraints about what I do or think or feel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and I don't need anybody else to agree with me. You know, there will be some yeah. people who do, but there will be a lot of people that don't. And I, it's that sort of validation and not needing validation is incredibly. Yes. Fun. 
Yes, that, that can be liberating. It yeah. took me a long time to get there, hmm. honestly. Yeah, me too. Yeah, because society just keeps telling us what we should and shouldn't be doing and how we should behave and what we should wear and what the latest, mm-hmm. latest makeup trend is or your hair color mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we have this innate need to belong and to fit in. You know, that's built into our DNA because that was a survival mechanism. Um, but life isn't like that anymore. You know, we it's about finding our own tribe, not necessarily yes. living in the one that's just in our locality. Yes, for sure. And that's that's liberating when you when you come yeah. to that conclusion. Yeah. You know, if you're not in a bubble somewhere. And I think the Internet has done a lot of that for us. Right. We're able to connect not just locally with who we grew up with and where we we're steeped, yeah. but um, able to reach out and meet other people who have similar experiences yes. and who we can form a family um, friendship, bond, club, yeah. you name it, with. But there, see, the, the issue with social media is it's a double-edged sword because you, you were talking earlier about victim mentality and where you're sitting in the identity of being a victim. And of course, the internet allows you to do that a lot more. There's a lot of so-called support groups where people are just sitting and wallowing in their situation. And they're just talking about how to cope with that situation rather than how to get out of that situation. Mm. And so, you know, I compel a lot of people if they're joining groups and find groups with solutions, not sitting in this sort of victim mentality and just going over it. And I, I talk about it in, 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 to a lot of people about this, especially with the lights of anxiety, sitting in an anxiety room and how everybody in there is sort of explaining how to just cope, you know, these coping mm. mechanisms and that, and let's make it make life as best as, as easy as possible with anxiety. When actually what people need is to find the door. Where's the door to get out of the anxiety room? And mm-hmm, it's the same mm-hmm. with what you're talking about. It's not about just coping with it and, and sitting in that victim mentality and just trying to get through life as much as you can with, you know, um, and continue on your people pleasing, but just, you know, dumb it down a little bit or whatever. It's it's about saying, hey, no, there is a big fat door there that you can walk through. And it's not going to be easy to walk through that door. But the world on the outside is is full color you know indeed rather than the black and white of where you're living Mm -hmm. so so how does it feel to be in the full color world now oh i'm having a great time (laughs) i'm having a great time you know i'm such a different woman um and you know again so i this is gonna sound strange but i'm i'm thankful for the pain yeah you know as well as you know, the, the good stuff. Yes. Because it's through pain that I have found who Alberta is. Yeah. You know, that is, um, stretched me and it has shaped me and I'm stronger and I'm better now. Yeah. And actually that's a really good metaphor for life because life is not all rainbows and unicorns. You know, we're going to have challenges. We're going to have tough days. We're going to have you know, maybe awful things happen to us throughout life. Mm-hmm. But what what happens is, if, you know, if we've experienced those not so great things, then the really good days and the really good things just feel so much brighter 
because life is about you know it's a bit of a roller coaster i know it's a bit of a saying um mm -hmm. but you know it's not supposed life isn't supposed to be sort of that middle range of mediocre life is supposed to be full and rich in all experiences and we can't go through life not suffering from pain and death and you know all those things that hurt us and they feel you know we feel a great sense of loss or or, or pain or um mm -hmm. sadness but that's part of life because when we can when we're allowing our feelings to feel everything then we can feel the really good stuff too indeed you know so indeed and accepting that life is going to throw us curveballs every now and then again is is sort of refreshing i guess you know pain happens to all of us yeah and it is it's transformative so depending on your decision what you have decided pain can transform you into a butterfly. I mean, think about the butterfly. It's my favorite, favorite yeah. uh, insect. Uh, that butterfly goes through pain, yeah. um, pushing out of that cocoon. And once it does get through that, you know, painful stage, it opens all the way up. You see my wings? Yeah. <laughs> and blossoms and it's beautiful and it makes people smile and happy wherever it goes yeah it's, as well it's it's instinctive function in life in this world so and if uh, you think our lives each each sort of um section of our lives brings different pain points you know teenage years are a classic example all those hormones <laughs> You know, we all got to get through those teenage years and yes. the amount of pain that we go through, emotional, sometimes physical, um, you know, to get through that. And then because we go off and we have marriage and um, have children, some of us, not everyone, but some of us, um, yes. and that brings a whole host of other pains, you know, yes. a lot of joy as well. Yeah. But, you know, does anyone who has children knows that there is a whole host of emotions that go around these little beings growing up um and let me tell you being a grandparent is so much easier than being a parent <laughs> i've heard that yeah. i have heard that it's more joyful too so because uh, you get, get to send them back <laughs> you get it yeah they're not the thing is they're not your responsibility you know and that's that's what's really nice about it you can just just enjoy them for what they are you know and you're not worrying about all the logistical stuff that goes around uh -huh. children so yeah but we all go through these different stages of life you know as we get older mm -hmm. you know we're not we're not as active or um as as we once were you know so and that can be painful or you can just adapt yeah. you know so there's lots of yeah. lots of different ways as you say of looking at it yeah dawn mindset i think is everything when i think about so I had put myself in therapy and while I was in therapy, uh, met um, another love and I would not recommend dating while you're in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> do not do that <laughs> yeah. because you won't see clearly. You no. won't see clearly what's going on. And uh, unfortunately, um, that was just a whole other cycle uh, that was was not good for me, but here's what Alberta did. Um, when Alberta had enough, 
Alberta, number one, started telling herself the truth. And that is so important for you to do. If you are ever going to move on with your life, when you are ready to stop being a victim, and when I say stop being a victim, I mean you're ready to take control of your life. A victim does not have control of their life. They give all their power away to someone else. When something happens, oh, it's his fault. It's her fault. It's their fault. It's never your fault. No. When I was a victim, it was never my fault. When I missed the bus trying to go to work, when I was younger, it was the bus left me. Instead yeah. of me telling the truth, saying Alberta wasn't on time to the bus stop. <laughs> That's the truth. I know. I know. And actually, that's that's quite true for a lot of people, even people who aren't necessarily um, classified as trauma survivors. But, you know, some people just live in that, you know, life's out to get me mode. Yeah. It's every everything else. It's just, you know, life is not working for me. Well, you know, most of the time it's because you're not taking responsibility you're not taking Mm -hmm. ownership you're not you know and it's it's sort of as you say you know oh the bus the bus left early or the you know uh, it didn't you were late to the bus stop but Mm -hmm. um taking ownership of all those things Mm -hmm. and for some reason as humans we 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 make up stories about why things happen that make us feel better about it that, you know, mm. it's almost like we're, we're make up some sort of weird story, like, well, the bus left, I couldn't do anything about it, because mm-hmm. that makes us feel better. Mm-hmm. But actually, it doesn't do us any good whatsoever. So it's funny, I, I have to be careful, because now that I have overcome, you know, that victim thought process, yeah, I have to still be patient when I'm dealing with someone who's close to me. Now, if you're not close to me, it's no big deal. But if you're close to me and I have to hear you be a victim, it's going to take me some patience. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to take me, because I know what all that's about. Yeah. So, uh, I know. Yeah, but I, I, I understand exactly what you mean. Yes. And you do hear it a lot now. Yes. And, I think and it's easy to recognize for me. You almost like zoom in on it, don't you, when you hear somebody and you can <clears> hear people throughout throughout life you know you can be sitting in a cafe and you can hear somebody behind you having a conversation and you can just hear that they're in victim mode you know life is happening to me when actually life happens through us so you know it's how we see life how we choose to see life um is what happens you know we can focus on the negative we can focus on the fact that things don't tend to work out or we can say well okay well that wasn't meant to be i had a I had a house purchase fall through a few years ago um, and I really wanted that house and it didn't, just didn't happen. And, you know, I thought, oh, okay. And everyone around me thought I'd be absolutely devastated. And of course my view on it is, well, for some reason, and I don't know what, it wasn't meant to be, mm-hmm. you know, I've just accepted that that wasn't the house for me um, mm-hmm. and let it go. Because mm-hmm. no amount of worrying or getting upset or angry or would, would change where I was. And I actually went mm-hmm. to another house and everything was fine and et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I could have sat there 
saying, well, that was unfair. You know, I'd, I was buying the house and the fact that somebody else came in and bought it from um, under my nose, you know, wasn't fair. It wasn't done with integrity. And, you know, I could get myself all worked up about that, but it wouldn't change mm -hmm. anything. Right. That's right. So I, so I chose to see it in a different way. I made that choice, which is very much what you're talking about. It's about making a choice to be and do something different. Indeed. And it's, it's not easy, but it's necessary. Yeah. Right. It's absolutely. Necessary. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So Alberta, how is it you help your, um, your clients? What is, what is your, your course about? Tell us a little bit about that. So, uh, Exhilarated Life is the, the company and the program is re Release, Resolve, Rejuvenate. So I have taken all the 30 years of suffering and pain and all the stages and, and addressed all of that through the program. Mm -hmm. And so what has helped me is what is poured into this program. So yes. it's, 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 pretty particular and it's customized based on the person as well oh, because fabulous. we're you know we can have similar experiences but still be different and so from from stage one so it's an eight-week program okay from the very beginning uh you know we do a deep dive into um taking you from where you are to where you want to be okay and so coaching this is not like therapy therapy you know, helps you acknowledge and it gives you some tools to um, to understand. I'm taking I'm just moving you forward. And yeah. so it's ideal that the person has already had some therapy so that they have a foundation because yeah. I don't want to trigger anyone. And I'm no, very okay. sensitive to that. And that, you know, we'll also deal with that in the um, in, in the console yeah. call. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, so, so they can come and see, they can come and see me first, and then come and see you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's therapy. exactly right. You go to Dawn, <laughs> and then come to me, <laughs> so I can help you take off from there. So I want to address all of the, all of the needs that you have, both both spoken and unspoken, so that you can transform into this powerful, beautiful being that God created you to be. Mm -hmm. So the program addresses is mental, it's physical, it's um I can't tell you everything. No, of course, of <laughs> course. No, no, no. But but I want you to know that you will be empowered so that you can be powerful. You yeah. will have strong boundaries, uh that you can be confident, whole. We're gonna address wholeness as well. Yeah, you're going to have a transformation that not only you can see that other people can see as well. Um, and we're also going to address being more attractive and we're going to do all of this in eight weeks or less. So wow. call Impressive. Alberta, go to my website. My website is www.exhaled-life.coach. Okay, well, all the details will be in the show notes. So everyone will be able to find all those details to contact you in the show notes. That'd be great. Yep. So, so I always ask my guests for three takeaways, three, three pointers, three bits of information or advice, anything that you feel would help people who perhaps 
find themselves stuck in in some sort of trauma or negative relationship of some sort or with lacking self-esteem or, or confidence so tell us tell us what your takeaways are i'm going to tell you three simple things you can do number one i already mentioned it is so important to always tell yourself the truth yeah you know what the truth is you can tell yourself the truth that is the first step to unlock yeah. all that you need to unlock so that you can begin to move forward if you don't tell the truth Tell yourself the truth. You ain't got to tell nobody else the truth. Tell yeah. yourself the yeah. truth. That's number one. And then number two, there's some simple things that you can do when you're feeling overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. um, and I want you to breathe. When you feel overwhelmed, I just want you to stop. Wherever you are, just stop. And don't just breathe shallow like we breathe when we are not focused on ourselves. I need you to deep breathe. Yeah. Stop and, and just sit with yourself and deep breathe. Do several deep breaths. Do five deep breaths. Mm -hmm. And then the last thing I want you to do is listen to your body. Yeah. There are, there are little abuses that you are doing that you are not even thinking about. And all of this is connected. And all of this, again, I'm going to come, come see me. Uh, reach out to me. I'm going to help you not just overcome your pain, but break you free from your strangled life. Listen to your body. Stop holding the bathroom. <laughs> when you got to go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom. And when you go, take your time. <laughs> why are you rushing out of the bathroom? That's why you got to turn around and go back five minutes later, 10 minutes later, because you didn't use the bathroom. Focus on you. There are other things. Listening to your body. Eat when you're hungry. Don't make yourself wait. Stop making yourself wait an hour, two hours. Stop that. Eat when you're hungry. And then rest <laughs> when you are tired. Yeah. Shut it down. You tired? Okay, shut it down. Take care of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I'm here for you. Yeah, yeah. Great, great. Well, Alberta, it's been a joy speaking with you today. Thank you very much for coming Thank on the you. show. It's, and, been a, it's been a joy to be with you, Dawn. I appreciate it. And I wish you well um, in your business journey. And let's hope you can help a lot of people who uh, want to get out of that trauma state and into Indeed. a new life. Indeed. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye for now. Take care, everyone. Thank you for listening to today's show. Please follow or subscribe to get the latest episodes as soon as they're available. Whilst you are there, please also comment and review as it helps me and other listeners know what is good and what is not. If you would like to get in touch, feel free to reach out to me via the contact details in my show notes or through Facebook at Finding Freedom Club.